The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again our Old Testament reading, the beginning of our Old Testament reading for the 10th Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at Genesis chapter 18, verses 20 to 26. The prophet Moses was inspired to write, Then the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great, and their sin so grievous, that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. The men, around, the men turned away and went toward Sodom. But Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of the earth do, of all the earth, do right? The Lord said, If I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. My dear friends in Christ, when the Lord and those two angels came to visit Abraham, they came to tell Abraham that finally after long years of waiting, they finally were going to have that long expected son They'd name him Isaac, he'd be an ancestor of the promised one, of the promised Savior. And, well, when the, that message came to Abraham, Abraham maybe could have looked at things and said, now I have everything that I'm looking for, or soon he would have everything that he was looking for in finally having that son, and, well, finally also knowing that one day a savior would be born as one of his descendants. But then after giving that news, then what happened is that, well, the two angels are headed off to Sodom and the Lord himself is talking to Abraham and gives him this news and is telling him that what's going to happen is that the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah they were going to be destroyed because of their immorality, because of their wickedness. And again, what I said is what Abraham could have said, well, I've gotten what I want, so who cares about them? They're getting what they, what they deserve because of their wickedness, their immorality. But, but instead, what we see in Abraham is this concern for the lost, concern for lost souls. And so he expressed his faith to the Lord. He asked, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? Abraham knew that God is a righteous God and and that he expects his law to be obeyed and 
that he demands that sins be paid for. And that's why Abraham looked at himself and thought of himself as being just dust and ashes because he deserved the wages of sin, which is death. He knew he was a sinner. He knew he deserved to die, to return to the dust of the ground. But he also knew the Lord as a gracious and loving God, the God who promised him a son and that a descendant of his would be the, the savior of the world. He knew God's promise to send a savior who would pay for the sins of all people, even those people in Sodom and Gomorrah. So what Abraham did here is he appealed to the God of grace and love. The appeal that Abraham made to the God of grace and love showed that the Holy Spirit was working in his heart, that he was a believing child of God. He was a believing child of the Heavenly Father, and that's why he expressed his faith he humbly prayed to the Lord and expressed his faith, well, trusting in that gracious and loving God. Abraham shows us the reason why we can go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. By nature, without faith, all people do know that there is a God. But that knowledge of God really can only ultimately scare us if we are serious about what we know about God, that we're accountable to him and that we on our own can't live up to his expectations. It, it, that natural knowledge of God, it tells us that he's righteous, that he's just, and that he punishes people for their sins and and of course, the greatest example of that is seen when we look to the cross of Christ, right? Because there we see how serious God is when he says sins must be paid for because there Jesus at the cross, what he did is he carried the sins of the world. He faced the wrath of God, the full wrath of God to pay for the sins of the whole world. He saw that God is serious. We see there at the cross that God is serious about demanding payment for sins. However, because the Holy Spirit has given us the same faith that Abraham had in the promises of God, the same things that Abraham believed in, that tells us like, well, Abraham, he wasn't afraid of God. We don't have to be afraid of God either. We don't have to have just this fearful picture of God punishing sin. By faith, we can also have this wonderful, loving picture of our God. And what a wonderful picture that is. And again, we look to the cross of Christ. And yeah, we see him there suffering for our sins, but there we see him suffering for our sins and paying for our sins and taking care of the wages of sin, which is death for us so that we don't have to pay the punishment that we deserve because of our sins. It's always amazing when we look to the cross of, of Christ and see Jesus suffering there and start to think about how much God our Heavenly Father must love us sinners if he would put his son through what he endured there at the cross. 
But now when we look to that, why would we ever then be afraid to go to our God in prayer? Why would we be afraid to go to him? In our text, what God was doing is he was testing Abraham. He wanted Abraham to look to him and see him as the answer, the only answer to all of his problems or troubles. You know, if, if you or, not, or I had been in Abraham's place, and God had just said to you that the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, where Lot, your nephew, was living, that that place was going to be destroyed, would we have looked to God in prayer or would we have hopped on our camels immediately and run over to Lot and told him to get out of there? May God help us to remember that when we have those tough times like that, he's our answer. He's our answer. He's the one that we'll want to go to. So let's express our faith in him by praying to him and trusting in him for his answers and for trusting that our Lord always wants to be and is our gracious and loving Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we live in a world that is filled with sin and rebellion against you. We believers also still have a sinful nature which wants us to sin and rebel against you. Please give us a concern for the lost. Give us a desire to fight against the sin that's in our lives and help us in all our efforts to share the message of your grace and love so the Holy Spirit can reach the lost and bring them into your believing family. Help us always to express our faith in you, our gracious, loving, and forgiving God. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again our Old Testament reading, the beginning of our Old Testament reading for the 10th Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at Genesis chapter 18, verses 20 to 26. The prophet Moses was inspired to write, Then the Lord said, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. The men, the men turned away and went toward Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of the earth do 
of all the earth do right. The Lord said, if I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. My dear friends in Christ, when the Lord and those two angels came to visit Abraham, they came to tell Abraham that finally after long years of waiting, they finally were going to have that long expected son. They'd name him Isaac. He'd be an ancestor of the promised one of the promised savior. And well, when the, that message came to Abraham, Abraham maybe could have looked at things and said, now I have everything that I'm looking for. Or soon he would have everything that he was looking for in finally having that son and, well, finally also knowing that one day a Savior would be born as one of his descendants. But then after giving that news, then what happened is that, well, Two angels are headed off to Sodom and the Lord himself is talking to Abraham and gives him this news and is telling him that what's going to happen is that the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, they were going to be destroyed because of their immorality, because of their wickedness. And again, what I said is what Abraham could have said, well, I've gotten what I want, so who cares about them? They're getting what they what they deserve because of their wickedness, their immorality. But, but instead what we see in Abraham is this concern for the lost, concern for lost souls. And so he expressed his faith to the Lord. He asked, will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? Abraham knew that God is a righteous God and, and that he expects his law to be obeyed and that he demands that sins be paid for. And that's why Abraham looked at himself and thought of himself as being just dust and ashes because he deserved the wages of sin, which is death. He knew he was a sinner. He knew he deserved to die, to return to the dust of the ground. But he also knew the Lord as a gracious and loving God, the God who promised him a son and that a descendant of his would be the, the savior of the world. He knew God's promise to send a savior who would pay for the sins of all people, even those people in Sodom and Gomorrah. So what Abraham did here is he appealed to the God of grace and love. The appeal that Abraham made to the God of grace and love showed that the Holy Spirit was working in his heart, that he was a believing child of God. He was a believing child of the Heavenly Father, and that's why he expressed his faith he humbly prayed to the Lord and expressed his faith, well, trusting in that gracious and loving God. Abraham 
shows us the reason why we can go to our Heavenly Father in prayer by nature without faith all people do know that there is a God but that knowledge of God really can only ultimately scare us if we are serious about what we know about God that we're accountable to him and that we on our own can't live up to his expectations it it that natural knowledge of God it tells us that he's righteous that he's just and that he punishes people for their sins and and of course the greatest example of that is seen when we look to the cross of Christ right because there we see how serious God is when he says sins must be paid for because there Jesus at the cross what he did is he carried the sins of the world he faced the wrath of God the full wrath of God to pay for the sins of the whole world he saw that God is serious we see there at the cross that God is serious about demanding payment for sins however because the Holy Spirit has given us the same faith that Abraham had in the promises of God the same things that Abraham believed in that tells us like well Abraham he wasn't afraid of God we don't have to be afraid of God either we don't have to have just this fearful picture of God punishing sin by faith we can also have this wonderful loving picture of our God and what a wonderful picture that is and again we look to the cross of Christ and yeah we see him there suffering for our sins but there we see him suffering for our sins and paying for our sins and taking care of the wages of sin which is death for us so that we don't have to pay the punishment that we deserve because of our sins it's always amazing when we look to the cross of, of Christ and see Jesus suffering there and start to think about how much God our Heavenly Father must love us sinners if he would put his son through what he endured there at the cross but now when we look to that why would we ever then be afraid to go to our God in prayer why would we be afraid to go to him in our text what God was doing is he was testing Abraham he wanted Abraham to look to him and see him as the answer the only answer to all of his problems or troubles you know if if you are not or I had been in Abraham's place and God had just said to you that the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah where Lot your nephew was living that that place was going to be destroyed would we have looked to God in prayer or would we have hopped on our camels immediately and run over to Lot and told him to get out of there May God help us to remember that when we have those tough times like that, he's our answer. He's our answer. He's the one that we'll want to go to. So let's express our faith in him by praying to him and trusting in him for his answers and for trusting that our Lord always wants to be and is our gracious and loving Lord.
Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we live in a world that is filled with sin and rebellion against you. We believers also still have a sinful nature which wants us to sin and rebel against you. Please give us a concern for the lost. Give us a desire to fight against the sin that's in our lives and help us in all our efforts to share the message of your grace and love so the Holy Spirit can reach the lost and bring them into your believing family. Help us always to express our faith in you, our gracious, loving, and forgiving God. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.